1: Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to the Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio proudly produced by the folks at Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Glad to be back with you today. Hard to believe it's almost the middle of September. And uh, can you believe it? Rookie camp starts this week. Rookie camp! Come on now. That means training camp's right around the corner. That means preseason games are right around the corner. Oh, you can feel it. Uh, Hockey season is fast approaching. And... um, we have an interesting show for you today. Patrick Williams is back with us today. He'll be here in the second segment. Um, and before we we bring him into the studio, I'm going to get you caught up a little bit on the details of what's coming this week for Rookie Camp and the rookie tournament that's taking place in Buffalo. going to get you caught up with all the details for that so that you know everything there is to know about how all of that's going to unfold this week. And then... Patrick and I are going to d- discuss um, something that I think flew under the radar a little bit for some people, while on the other end of the spectrum, others were completely kind of bowled over by the the hint <laughs> that Elliot Friedman recently dropped on a 32 thoughts podcast regarding Shane Wright, um, and where Shane Wright might play. Th- in this upcoming season um could there be some things going on with the chl uh we're going to explore all of that what the ramification and why are we going to talk about shane Wright when he's not who the canadians chose at number one overall they went with Yuri slavkovsky well we're going to talk about it because uh if if what elliot friedman said possibly comes true um You know, it's something that the Canadians, I think, would sit up uh, uh, and talk and be curious about because uh, they have a a similar situation that they might be interested in. I know I'm being very cryptic, Uh, but it's uh, it's going to be a fascinating conversation. You're not going to want to miss that. So the sooner we get started, the sooner we get to that conversation, let's start with Rookie Camp. Uh, The rookies will arrive uh, and report for camp on Wednesday in Broussard, not at the Bell Sports Complex. It is now the CN Sports Complex, if you missed that news. Canadian National, now the new naming sponsor for the Broussard practice facility. Uh, So the rookies will report on Wednesday, September 13th. Everything they do that day is going to be off ice. They're going to have their uh, physicals done, their medical exams, so on and so forth. Then Thursday, they travel to Buffalo, where they will take part once again uh, in the Buffalo Sabres Annual Prospects Challenge. Uh, And it's that very fun, round-robin-style mini-tournament that they'll play against rookies from other teams. There are five teams invited this year. Um, The Canadians' rookies will play three games— on Friday, this Friday, September 15th at 7 o'clock P.M., it will be Montreal versus the Buffalo Sabres, the rookies from both from both of those teams. Then on Saturday afternoon at 3 30, the Habs Rookies will face off against the Boston Bruins Rookies. And finally on Monday, they have the day off on Sunday. And on Monday at 1 30 in the afternoon, um Eastern time, I should say, uh the Montreal Canadians. Rookie team will take on the Ottawa Senators rookie team. So it's going to be uh, the only the only teams that they aren't facing. They're not facing the New Jersey Devils. They're not facing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, And then they'll return immediately after they're done on Monday, September 18th. They'll head back to Montreal where on Tuesday they'll pick up uh, actual on ice rookie camp kinds of drills and activities and start doing that type of of evaluation. Um, Now the Buffalo Sabres have said that these uh, games will be live streamed. We don't have information yet on how that's going to happen. So keep an eye on THN.com slash Montreal. Uh, If you take a look, there is an article that I wrote this week entitled Habs announce roster for 2023 rookie camp. I will update that article with uh information on how to live stream or view uh this tournament if and when that information becomes available so bookmark that's right if you if you've if you've not been around this summer you might have missed that the rocket sports media team are now the ones who are responsible for all of the content on the brand new Hockey News, Montreal Canadiens team site, which you can find at THN.com slash Montreal. Our very own founder and president, Rick Stevens, is the site editor for that website. Uh, and all of us here at Rocket Sports are contributing to the content there. So bookmark THN.com slash Montreal for all of our Canadians and Laval Rocket coverage coming this coming season. Uh, but find that Habs announced roster for 2023 rookie camp And that's where I will update it with viewing information for the tournament later this week. There will be 27 players uh, who have been invited to camp, 15 forwards, 9 defensemen, 3 goaltenders. Um, Interestingly enough, Ty Smolannik is going to be at camp. Why do I say that's interesting? Well, uh, he is an NCAA player. Or at least he was. Um, And we know that NCAA players are not permitted to participate in any fall NHL rookie camps or training camps. Um, They can participate in development camp in July, but they cannot come to fall camps. Well, his name was on the roster. Uh, If you remember, he spent the last two seasons playing at Quinnipiac in the NCAA. And back in May, he entered the transfer portal to transfer to Wisconsin. Um, and the he, Tony Granato head coach in Wisconsin. That's remember, that's where Cole Caulfield was, um, and welcoming Ty Smolanic and and heralding his abilities. Well, now it seems that according to uh, reports, nothing official has been put out yet. But according to reports, um, Smolanic has decided to leave Wisconsin opting instead to ch- to attend rookie camp, hopes to earn a spot and an invitation at training camp, and really wants to push to earn himself a, a pro contract this year. So he has essentially decided to exit the college hockey route and try to get a pro contract uh, and possibly play in the AHL maybe this year. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. That was a bit of a, a surprise, but an interesting development for sure. And uh, as per usual, the Laval Rocket coaching staff will be the ones heading up rookie camp coaching for the Canadians. So Jean-Francois Ul, Kelly Buckberger, Martin LaPerriere, and Marco Marciano will be uh, putting the rookies through their uh, through their paces throughout the entire, the entire process. Uh, it's always fun. It marks the beginning, really, of the season, and it's always a, a lot of fun to see what kind of work the the youngest prospects have put in uh, over the summer. If you would like to watch the latest episode of Habs Hockey Report that I put out on our YouTube channel uh, just a few days ago, I give my predictions of who I think, now not of the entire rookie camp roster, but the youngest prospects who haven't really even played pro games yet. Of those members of the rookie camp roster which five i think were are really going to stand out amongst the rest and which one of them i think could crack the nhl roster Uh, if you missed that head over to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash all habs and check that out be sure you hit subscribe while you're there you can find uh, habs hockey report there every thursday also the canadians connection podcast is is put there every Monday if you had missed it in your favorite podcast platform when it comes out on Saturdays. Um, And lots of exciting things. It's almost hockey season. We want to make sure you are set and prepared for all of our content this hockey season. So now's the time to get all of that squared away. What we are going to do right now is take a quick break. We're going to hear from a Brand new incentive uh, from our sponsors over at DraftKings. And on the other side, Patrick Williams is going to be here. We're going to dive into uh, the information that Elliot Friedman hinted at uh, regarding Shane Wright and his potential eligibility to play in the AHL this year when the current CHL-NHL agreement says that no, he shouldn't be able to do that if he doesn't make the NHL roster. So we're going to explore what that's all about. And if that happens, what does that mean for the Montreal Canadiens and other teams around the league as well? Not going to want to miss that. Patrick will be here with us. You should be here with us. You don't want to miss it because you're listening to the Press On podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467 in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com/football/terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Press Own Podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Proudly produced by Rocket Sports Media and an affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host of the show. My name's Amy Johnson. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, uh, particularly for my Laval Rocket coverage coming this season, then you'll want to follow at FlyersRule on Twitter. And be sure you're following at Rocket Sports as well uh, for all of the latest news and updates that we put out uh, coming directly from the Hockey News Montreal website. So as I mentioned in the first segment and right before we went to that commercial break from our sponsors over at DraftKings, I did mention that the one and only Patrick Williams will be back in the studio with me this week. And guess what? He's here. Patrick, welcome back.
0: Thanks for having me. Good to be back. It's September. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> you're not. Um, wasn't it just June?
1: I, I feel like it was. I feel yeah, like it was. was.
0: A week or two ago, I was out in Coachella Valley, you know, for the for the final. And oh, my goodness. Here we are. It's September 12th now. And, um, we're, uh, we're back into it.
1: We so. are. We're going to talk. Coachella Valley isn't the topic for today, but yes. someone who played in that playoff run all the way to the final mm. is kind of the source of our topic today because... Um, I, I kind of teased this a bit in the first segment, but we'll we'll kind of open up the <laughs> the Pandora's box that Elliot Friedman kind of nonchalantly just tossed out there on Twitter <laughs> at the end of <laughs> last week, which is um, he's he on his uh, thirty two thoughts podcast last week made mention of the fact that he's hearing from sources that you know the big thing Shane Wright we all know he had his his year last year was a bit of a roller coaster played handful of games in the nhl they sent him down to coachella valley then for you know a a few games before finally settling on sending him to windsor and he went to the chl for the rest of the season and then when his chl season was over he went back to coachella valley finished up their regular season and all the way through the playoffs and so He's he's at that position where do do the Kraken know whether or not he will crack the NHL roster out of training camp? That's yet to be determined. However, um, you know Shane Wright is one of those players who could Seattle could argue, but is he really served best by going back to the OHL or excuse me the CHL if he doesn't make the NHL roster? And so Elliot Friedman made mention, he put out a tweet about it as well, saying that apparently there have been discussions between the Kraken and the CHL over the summer, and that it is possible that the CHL might make an exception to the rule in the CHL-NHL agreement, where, for those who are not familiar, the agreement is that once a player plays in the CHL, they cannot then, they're not eligible to play in the AHL until they are 20, that it's possible that CHL might make an exception to that rule and allow Shane Wright to be eligible to play in the AHL this coming season. Um and why are we talking about this today? Well, A it's it's it, if it happens, it's going to be it's going to send a bit of a shockwave through the entire NHL in terms of how they're dealing with their prospects for Montreal specifically, Patrick. We are going to talk about how you know, like, if something like this were to happen, Ken Hughes and the Montreal Canadiens ab obviously would sit up and say, "Well, hi, Owen Beck." You know, we've talked on this show, I've talked in in previous episodes about how Owen Beck is going to be the one that he could make the NHL roster, but if there's not enough room for him, then they're forced to send him back to the OHL, and he's really not going to learn anything new there this year but if an exception gets made for Seattle when it comes to Shane Wright well then why wouldn't the Montreal Canadiens want an exception for Owen Beck to be able to go play in Laval or or any other team who has a top prospect in this situation where going back to the OHL for the CHL for one more year wouldn't be best for their development can you shed a little light on this and 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 was it just me, or did this fly under the radar a little bit last week?
0: Uh, it definitely flew under the radar. Um, it, I think it came out on Friday, and yeah, so it leads into the weekend. Uh, September, it's still quasi summertime. time. And mm-hmm. First weekend of the NFL, so yeah, I think uh, a lot of people maybe... Uh, maybe overlooked it, but, I mean, first off, let's just put it out there that if, if L.A. Friedman is saying it, you can, I'd say, take it to the bank. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if I was if I was working at the uh, Coachella Valley team store, I'd probably be stitching up Shane Wright jerseys right now um, because there's a very good chance he's going to be there uh, based on what Friedman said. So that's, that's you know... Get that part of the you know of the story out of the way right right off the bat. Um, the second part is um, everything you said um, is, I think, how do you dispute it? Mm. Right. Um, I mean, the only the only caveat I could think of would be this the the the, the angle if you want to call it that that Shane Wright. Um, was one of those exceptional players, right? So sure. Status players in the CHL, and therefore, um, you you could maybe make that argument that, right? He has, he has put his time into the, into the OHL. Um, he's done his part. Um, but one of the wrinkles there is that you had that 2021 pandemic year in which there was no OHL season. And so this is, this is like the convergence of a lot of weird circumstances, Mm -hmm. like a perfect storm almost of, um, exceptional status player, a player who had obviously that season canceled by the pandemic. Um, and a player that, you know, obviously is a high, high, high profile prospect, fourth overall pick, and somebody who, you know, Seattle's been pretty aggressive um, about finding ways to get him as much pro action as possible. Like, you know, this past year they sent him to Coachella Valley on that conditioning stint for, for, uh, for eight games. Uh, it went pretty well. Um, and then you also had another, you know, kind of wrinkle in it, that Windsor, which was, you know, a team that was expected to make some noise, got bounced in the first round. So that allowed him to go to Coachella Valley Mm -hmm. uh, very early in... in, um,
1: They were still in the regular season. They were still in the regular
0: season, actually.
1: Get in there,
0: and and then Coachella Valley went on, like, felt like the longest playoff run ever. It was a five-round playoff run. Yes. Um because even though they were second overall, uh, they had to play that that such that playing round. Um, you know, so so he played twenty four games in the playoffs. Like, and that was even missing a couple I think he missed two because of uh, he was a healthy scratch. Hmm. Um and so this is just a it's a weird convergence where like, you know, you probably run this through a simulator a thousand times and never get you know, all these things to line up just so. And yet, in his case, it did. Um, But I think all that being said, you make an excellent point that if you're Montreal, um, you know, if you're, you know, anybody else that's had a first round pick in the last, uh, you know, year or two, you know, player that's 18, 19 years old, it would, would be better served. And I think a lot of players fall into that category in the first round by being in the AHL rather than the The CHL and I think hockey's in this weird space where um, I don't know that what's right for the player is actually what's being done. It seems like well, it's well, this is what's best for the CHL. My counterpoint to that has always been, you know, and they'll say, well, you know, the, the CHL owners, you have to look out for them. Okay, well, what about the AHL owners? <laughs> <Like, Well. laughs> no. has ever, anybody ever looked out for them, right? I mean, you know, the AHL. You know, you're told, well, that's just the way it is. We're taking your players and uh, tough, right? Like, yeah, you might be going to the playoffs, but hey, we need your number one goalie, your number one center, and your top defenseman, and uh, and everyone just shrugs and says that's the way it is. And yet, with the CHL, it's like, well, you know, we can't take their best players. Well,
1: yeah, you know,
0: so so th- I've always found that to be a little bit troublesome in the sense that, you know, CHL's managed to carve out this, this exception for themselves, which, hey, you know, more power to them. They're doing what's best for their business, but, um, uh, I'm surprised to see it, you know, with what Friedman's saying, that, uh, that they would agree to this, you know, and so, um, it was a surprise. I think, like you said, it was a bomb that was dropped and, Oh, okay. Um, now maybe this all becomes a moot point. Maybe he goes to camp with Seattle, makes it. Uh, maybe, absolutely. I would maybe be a little bit surprised by that because, as I uh, I said the other day on social media, you know, he looked okay in the, in the quarter cup playoffs, but he was hardly dominant. He was not. That's correct. That say okay, yeah, that guy is he's ready. Um, you know, you know, he looks. You know, there are times especially, I think, as, as things progressed. We're certainly, you you know, I'm thinking back, especially in the final, you could definitely see why he was a fourth overall pick, right? Like, you can see those, those mm-hmm. glimpses of that special skill. But there were a lot of times where he looked the part of a 19-year-old trying to play pro playoff hockey against 24-, 25-year-old experienced players who have, you know, far more NHL experience. And so... The notion that yeah, he wouldn't benefit from that, I like, that's ridiculous to me. But um, I will be interested to sort of see where where this goes, and if maybe like maybe he'll force his way onto the team. Um, maybe Seattle will um, carve out a spot for him. But if he does go to Coachella Valley, I think
1: that's back, opening a Pandora's box. That
0: is opening up, yeah, a lot of. There's a, because I think the next time you have a player like this, a first round pick, you've now you're setting a precedent. And how do you make the argument against that now?
1: Well, and, and yeah, even for even for this year, if there are teams that are having to make that decision, again, so, I'll use Montreal as the example because our listeners obviously um, have a have a vested interest in in the in the organization. Um, I think many people would prefer to see Owen Beck get some experience in the AHL instead of going back to the OHL. And, and yeah. maybe, you know, I, I think it would be fair. Maybe it's something that maybe an amendment is made eventually, probably not this year, but maybe an amendment eventually made to the agreement where maybe you find a, a compromise. Maybe you, I, I'm not opposed to a Shane Wright and Owen Beck, those kinds of guys going to the OHL for their first year after to the CHL for the first year after they're drafted and then being AHL eligible at 19 instead of 20 Mm -hmm. that they've done a year in the CHL. The CHL has had a star player for, for that year. And then it's, and then it's up to the organization where do they feel they would be best served for their 19, uh, their 19 year old year do they feel that they're ready for the NHL? Do they feel that they should go back to the CHL? Or is it somewhere in the middle where they feel that they would be best served by playing pro hockey in the AHL? Um, just a thought. I don't know. It's a
0: good point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you, you look at like Owen Beck, he's what? He's one month younger than Shane Wright. So, I mean, there's a lot of... Yeah,
1: yeah and Owen Beck is tech is technically a second round pick but just barely he was selected 33rd mm-hmm. overall he was the first pick of the second round so i mean he's yeah. right on the cusp as, of being a first round pick
0: and there's certainly there's other players in that uh 20 uh, 2022 draft class that um that were in that first round class that you could make a similar case for that okay this guy has more than shown that he's he's ready to move on from the chl and playing against teenagers to playing against uh, grown men mm-hmm. and, I just I I don't see how you can I mean if you're if you're trying to be consistent at all I and mean, maybe that's the thing maybe if you're just willing to throw consistency out the window then I guess you can do anything but um, yeah. if you're trying to keep things consistent um, I can see why a lot of teams would um, make a fuss over this and I mean as, as we've seen in the past I mean you know NHL teams will make a fuss over just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> they made a fuss over much smaller things That's than, right. than this. And so you've you got the, the CHL is the other constituency. I mean, you've got the agents involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, obviously, the financial component. Like, if you're playing pro hockey, you know, um, if you're playing in the AHL and let's say you're making 65000 70000 a year versus you're playing in the CHL and you're making, you know, your stipend,
1: right. right. Well, yes. It's a, a big difference. It's a little right? bit different. <laughs> you know. A little bit. You know,
0: spending money versus, you know, uh, you know, a $70,000 a year salary or whatever, you know, whatever your ELC comes out to be. So, um, yeah, there's, you know, I, I know where I would be if I was a 19-year-old where I would want to play. Mm-hmm. I'd want to be playing, A, at the best level and B, at the place where I can make the most money. Right. I would not apply to the C to the CHL. So, you know, I mean, think back to when you were nineteen. If you know, you'd make seventy grand a year. I think you would take it. That'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so there's a yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different um, competing interests and, and a lot of uh, variables there. That uh, this is, I think, like you said, it, it definitely went under the radar, but. I think this is going to be something to really keep an eye on. And this has been percolating as a, as an issue for a number of years. And mm-hmm. I think that pandemic year really did bring a lot of it to the forefront because that was the year where you did see 18-year-olds. Um,
1: Playing in the like, AHL. I mean, you saw Seth
0: Jarvis. Uh, he was in the Carolina system. And he was an 18-year-old leading the, the league in scoring. Now, he was also then sent down to the WHL because they decided to, to start their season and to this day, as far as I understand, this is the only time a leading scorer has ever been demoted.
1: <laughs> well, probably <laughs>
0: from the AHL down down to the uh, junior leagues. Um, so I found that kind of a, a weird twist and, um, you know, but it did show that a lot of players uh, it kind of blew up the adage that, oh, they're 18. They can't handle, they can't handle that, that, that level of play and. A lot of them came in there and showed that they not only could handle it, they could thrive in it and benefit from the you know day to day development instruction time that they would get. Um, rather than you know being off, you know, you know, if Shane Wright's going back to Windsor, I mean, that's not the most convenient setup for the Seattle Kraken, um, you know, in terms of working with them every day. And we're seeing this now too, I think, with Carolina this year where they're not going to have that access to their players at the NHL level on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you
1: know,
0: like they would, you know, had they had their own affiliate. So there's just a lot of different themes here, but, um, I think what you say really, yeah, it, uh, that's what it essentially comes down to. I think this thing is potentially heading for, for, uh, you know, you can see the kind of a collision course, yeah. um, where other NHL teams are going to get their back up on this one pretty fast.
1: Well, I think this is going to be a fascinating thing to to keep an eye on. Um, And I will, not only watching what actually transpires and what happens, but also watching to see when momentum picks up on this topic as more and more people maybe discover that this was quietly kind of put out there. Um, Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) one thing we we, we both know is these things never just come out accidentally, right? you know somebody, that's true somebody <laughs> was in Friedman's ear you know for wh- whatever their motive was and if i if i had to guess it was an unhappy general manager somewhere he was looking at this and thinking like hey wait a second you know
1: what's the deal with this
0: what's the deal with this uh, wait I, I have a player <laughs> that i would like to put in the ahl yeah so yeah these things uh, are, are not an accident as we both know that is Uh, very true (laughs) um the 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 pro hockey business can be you know as gossipy and as uh you know kind of uh self-interested as you know maybe like any high school
1: cafeteria out there oh yes it absolutely yes. can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, I uh, appreciate you coming on today to give a little bit of, of insight and, and kind of an outlook about, about this. Uh, it's certainly something to keep an eye on and never a dull moment really. Can't no. say. <laughs> uh,
0: strangely enough. Yeah. Um, I guess they all came back from their, uh, summer break and, uh, <laughs> they had some things on their mind that they wanted to, uh, to share.
1: I guess they did. Uh, well, thank you very much. We're going to see you back here again in two weeks at the end of the month where we can talk, kind of break down uh, how the rookies did in rookie camp uh, after after things, and that time frame starts winding down. So we will see you then. We're looking forward to it. But thank you so much for coming on and uh, chatting with us today. Thank you. A big thank you once again to patrick for taking some time out today a fascinating conversation uh, one that i know i am going to be keeping a very close eye on what happens with this situation because you know are we looking at the beginnings of of some changes with that chl nhl agreement i don't know it's hard to say but if 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 there's even a whisper of The fact that there's been conversations going on uh, where an exception might be made. Mm, You can bet there's going to be some pressure if that ends up happening uh, from other teams for exceptions as well. Fascinating stuff. We'll, uh, We'll keep you posted on how all of that shakes out. So once again, rookies report this week, the rookie tournament will take place this week. So that means on next week's episode of the Press Home Podcast, I'm going to give you uh, a breakdown of how the rookies performed in the tournament. And Patrick will be back in two weeks, uh, and he and Rick Stevens will be here in a couple of weeks Um, And they'll be able to talk a bit more in depth. Rick will be here to talk about how the rookies are performing overall in training camp in, in rookie camp. Uh, And, and Patrick will be here for his insight uh, on that level as well. But I will be back next week. We are going to break down the rookie tournament next week. It's so exciting. Uh, Can't wait to see how these kids do. Uh, And I can't wait to invite you back next week for another episode of the press Own podcast. We'll see you then right here on rocket sports radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rocket Sports.